Hi, this is Dave Caius, one of the hosts of Barbecue Radio Nation. And thank you for tuning in and listening to one of our archived versions of our national radio show. By the way, if one of your local radio stations is not carrying Barbecue Radio Nation, please have them contact us and you can be listening to us on your radio. Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation. I am Dave Caius along with our executive producer T-Bone and our in-house barbecue expert and my co-host Dan Doc Hathaway, our resident barbecue doctor. We've got a great guest lined up for you this show, Hall of Fame barbecuer Meathead Goldwyn. I believe he just got inducted, right? Yeah, he was. they just announced the uh, 2021 inductees. They're going to be doing it at the American Royal this year. That is very cool. So Meathead is going to be on the show. We've actually had him on before. Uh, and, and you know, he's got a book out. And Dan, you know, you guys sell a lot of books at the barbecue store. This is probably one of the top books, isn't it? Yeah. So whenever I ask somebody, you know, what what do you who who are you buying this book for? Or what are you looking for exactly? And if they say this is somebody that's brand new to barbecue, that is just learning the craft of barbecue, mm-hmm. this is the book I put in their hands because there is so much great information. And uh, if you check out their website, amazingribs.com, it's the same you know, the same style of information, the same, you know, quality of information that you're going to get off of their website. It's a great book. And uh, yeah, it's it's one of the better ones out there. Gotten tremendous reviews. And the book is Meathead, The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling, which, by the way, you can get at the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. Also, I'm going to talk to Dan later on about direct heat versus indirect heat. And we're going to give you yet another Father's Day gift idea. I'm thinking, I don't know, new truck. Maybe uh, Alexis. Alexis. <laughs> if you could please get me Alexis, <laughs> I, I would love to see her again. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to give you a barbecue Father's Day gift idea. Uh, just a little side note. I'm a big Stanley Cup fan. I love watching the, the, anybody. I, Dan, I know you took up hockey later in life. Yeah, when I was in my 20s, I played a little beer league hockey. Yeah, I just find that remarkable that... Because I skated a little bit when I was younger, mm-hmm. and anybody you watch that plays NHL, they started skating before they could yeah, walk. Yeah. But in your 20s, they go, well, I'm going to get some ice skates and play a little hockey. I think that's remarkable. It's amazing you didn't get uh, killed doing that. No, no, I was... I was the killer. <laughs> That's NHL. only because he didn't know how to yeah, stop. Because I couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. Goalie interference, two minutes. Goalie interference, yeah. two minutes. Uh, but I've been watching the Stanley Cup and, and the other night, man, fixed myself just the best strip steak, some tater tots to go with it. That, that's a that's a Midwestern little meal there. Damn, treat yourself, Dave. I know. I know. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And also treating myself, you know, I, I set up this New Year's resolution only one I've ever kept in my life so far, which is to eat at at least one new barbecue joint a month. Yes. And so I've got this new dentist up north and farther up north, there's a place called Wabash Barbecue, which Ooh. is in an old train depot. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with Wabash. Okay. Yeah. It's a cool building. It's a very cool building. And, yeah. and it's right across. Some people, I know we're all over the country, you may have heard of the historic Elms Hotel, mm-hmm. which is right up there. But I went up there, first time there, and man, it, it, was, it was some good barbecue. But here's the thing. So I'm a sucker for deep fried mushrooms. Okay. And the problem is you get your brisket sandwich, which is good. But then the deep fried mushrooms, when you go to bite into them, they're about 850 degrees. It's lava. <laughs> it's lava. So you used to work over at Joe's Kansas City Barbecue before you took over the barbecue store. In a roundabout way, yes. Is there a way that they could cook the mushrooms first, let them sit there a couple minutes, and then serve up the sandwich and then serve it to the customer? It's impossible, isn't it? I, I think it all comes down to the customer willpower, really. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're basically handing over and saying, I'm trusting you with this. This is a dangerous thing. You know, use it wisely. Well, the more I thought about this, I th- think I've come up with a genius idea. Okay. Is you go up to the counter and you order uh, the mushrooms mm-hmm. and say, anything else? Nope, just the mushrooms. All, All right. right. Then you step back and you wait. And then you go, oh, you know what? I want a brisket sandwich too, <laughs> in the hopes that, that you can time it out better. Well, you're thinking, man, Dave. <laughs> well, when it comes to food, I am. <laughs> Everything else, not a lot of thoughts. But uh, So what'd you have at Wabash? I had, I, I had their brisket and their deep fried mushrooms, yes, yeah. and both were delicious. And, and here's the thing. I got it to go, and they did something which is really smart, I think, in to go, is they put the meat and the buns separate so that the buns wouldn't get all soggy and everything, mm-hmm. even though they didn't put any sauce on the meat, which I like, too. Yeah. I like to be able to add my own sauce. And Wabash has good sauce. It was very good sauce. And the meat, they gave me so much meat, I made two sandwiches out of it. Very nice. So I had a lunch and a dinner sandwich, all brisket, all good. Very nice. But only one set of deep fried mushrooms, which burned my tongue because I do it every time. <laughs> and you're, the inside of your mouth is peeling I, I now. I do it every <laughs> single time. Have you eaten them when they're cold? It's, no, that doesn't sound good at all. No, just no, awful. It, it, so yeah. I'd rather have them it's hot. It's very disappointing. Well, what I do is I poke little holes in them when I first get them to, yeah. to like, and then like this, you can just see the heat go whoosh, yeah. out of there. But I do love those things. I'm addicted it to purging, them. Purging the mushroom <laughs> of grease. So for those of you just tuning in, that was not the Ask Dr. Dan segment. No, it wasn't. <laughs> even Thank though goodness. It, even though it tr- I tried. Oh, do we still do that? Yeah, we still do that. It's oh, okay. our Ask Dr. Dan, our Barbecue Fix-It Man sponsored by our June barbecue sauce of the month, you need to check this out. Urban Q Smokehouse Blues. Their award-winning sauce will be your go-to time and time again. It's a sweet and delicious with a hint of blueberry. And you can purchase it at UrbanQSmokehouse.com. That's UrbanQSmokehouse.com. And it's only $8. T-Bone, what do you got for us? Dear Dr. Dan, when I barbecue chicken, the outside looks done but the inside is still raw. I try to cook it longer, but by the time the middle is finished cooking, the outside becomes a charred mess. (laughs) How do I cook chicken that's done on the inside, but not burnt on the outside? I think that's kind of a frequently asked problem. I mean, that people have. None of us that cook barbecue are immune from cooking something that doesn't get done on the inside. I don't care who you are. If you tell me otherwise, you're a liar. (laughs) Uh, you know, it's a pretty simple answer. You're basically, if you run into a situation where the outside's getting done too quickly and the inside's a little bit raw or, or you know, um, a little undercooked for your liking, you know, the one thing that you can do is, we'll cover this in the next segment, uh, 
is is create an indirect heat, an indirect heat source, and back the temperature off a little bit. You're just you're if you're cooking directly on a you know on a charcoal grill directly over the fire, yes, your your stuff is going to get burnt on the outside and it's going to develop color a lot quick quickly and it's not going to finish on the inside. So what I would do is just turn down the heat a little bit, maybe create a little bit of indirect. And uh, just cook it a little bit longer and and see what you come up with. In other words, low and slow on the chicken there? I, you don't have to go too low and slow. Let's, let's go medium and at a moderate pace. <laughs> All right. We've come up with a new slogan. <laughs> medium and moderate. Yes. I, oh, I like it. Yeah, that'll catch on. I think yeah. that's going to catch on big yeah. time. It's, 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 it, I did the same thing on a pork chop a, a couple weeks ago where I threw it on the grill, went and did a couple things, came back. Oh, it looks great. Pulled it in the in the house, started cutting it up. I'm like, oh crap, it's not done. It's like <laughs> so, the, it's like the first time I ever grilled something. So but, ne- next fall at the American Royal, people are being walking around going, yeah. "Are you doing medium no. and moderate? Are yeah. you doing medium and well, moderate?" You know what? It's because I didn't have my uh, my thermometer in my back yeah. pocket like I always do. Well, and so and especially with chicken because you, for safety reasons, you want to get that thing, you want to get the bird cooked up there a little uh, bit. Yeah, what is you, it? One sixty, I think. Well, that's yeah. Yeah, we'll minimum 160 yeah. well anyway that uh thank you so much for the question we're going to send you our june barbecue sauce of the month the urban q smokehouse blues a family favorite for over 30 years you can try it on ribs or at your next door next out cookout i'm sorry and will be the q master of the cul-de-sac the q master of the cul-de-sac and it's only eight dollars and you can get it at urbanqsmokehouse.com that's urbanqsmokehouse.com if you got a question for us go to our facebook page bbq radio nation or hit up dan at dr dan at bbq radio nation.com as i mentioned earlier we are very excited we got hall of fame barbecuer author and even a barbecue judge meathead goldwin is coming up next so you don't want to go anywhere and once again don't forget to like us on facebook at bbq radio nation meathead goldwin coming up next right here on barbecue radio nation Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionation.com. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. 
With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave Caius along with Dan Hathaway. And we've got our guest today. Very excited. The American Royal Association has just announced the two 2021 inductees to the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Little shout out to Yeti for sponsoring the Hall of Fame. And we have him as a guest just inducted. It's Meathead Goldwyn. Meathead, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, great to talk to you guys again. So you're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I know this sounds kind of cliche because you see, you know, you, you watch, I watch a lot of sports and somebody just wins and they just hit the, the winning basket or scored the touchdown and the announcer goes, how does that make you feel? But how does it make you feel being in the, well, in the Hall of Fame? Well, I want to my offensive line <laughs> and uh, all the receivers, the skill players that made it possible. <laughs> and the guy that gives actually, me the Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, you know, I mean... Uh, I made it in because I influence a lot of people through amazingribs.com, which is by far the largest barbecue and grilling website in the world. And I don't do it by myself. So I do want to thank my offensive line. I've got an editor <laughs> and a whole bunch of folks that helped me out. I couldn't do it without them. And uh, it was, it's a great honor. And uh, gosh, to go in with Ollie uh, Gates and Arthur Bryant and Rodney, God, and oh my goodness, uh, you know, uh, way over my head. Now, do, do they have like a little ceremony at the American Royal? Is that how they do that? You're asking me? I haven't been inducted before. <laughs> well, I figured I you know more do. than we know. <laughs> I believe they do. I, I believe they, they, I know that there is a trophy. Uh, it looks like a big old slab of ribs and I'm told it weighs a ton. And um, I'm hoping they give me a microphone for a minute so I can thank my offensive line. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, there's a bar nearby and uh, a lot of good food, too. I, I, something tells me you're going to eat longer than a minute, Meathead. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm just guessing, buddy. Hey, I want to start you off with, because I, I, I went to your website, which is AmazingRibs.com, and... You got a section about Father's Day, and we've been talking about gift ideas, but talk about what it, what's on your website regarding Father's Day. Well, you know, to hardcore barbecue people, this is nothing new, but to a broad audience, which I know you speak to, the one thing I want to drive home is there is no single tool that will make you a better cook than a digital thermometer. We talk um, about that not regularly. Even a good sharp knife. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Oh, we, we we have a drinking game, um, and anytime somebody says the word thermometer, everybody has to take a sip out of whatever it is they're drinking. So you just <laughs> you just helped with the drinking game. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, when we launched AmazingRibs.com back in 2005, um, and I started preaching thermometers, I got a lot of blowback. You don't need no thermometers. Mm. <laughs> and uh, my, my wife, who just retired from the FDA, once said to me, she believes AmazingRibs.com has done more to promote food safety and thermometers 
than anybody in the FDA has done. So we have been pushing thermometers for years. It's not just a safety issue, which is, of course, crucial. I mean, 4th of July coming up, you do not want to send grandma out of the emergency room <laughs> for a raw chicken. And how many times have we been to a backyard barbecue when the chicken is burned on the outside and raw in the We were dry? just talking about that. That <laughs> Were you listening to the show before we even... <laughs> because we were just literally talking about that. And my question... Uh, Speaking of thermometers with chicken, what, what do you like to cook your chicken to as far as the temperature? Uh, I think, you know, all right. Background first. <laughs> back, in 20, back in 2014, Consumer Reports bought 300 chicken breasts and tested them and found that 90% had pathogenic bacteria. And of those, half had antibiotic-resistant pathogens. Now, you don't have to worry about a darn thing if you cook them to a safe temperature. The question is, is what is a safe temperature? And I don't know if you want to get into this whole business about time and temperature and all of that stuff, because it's not just a number of temperature. It, it involves how long you keep it at that temperature. But I, I tell people 160. USDA says 165. But at 160... The the research shows it's pretty darn safe. It's what they call pasteurized. It's not sterilized. It's pasteurized, and that's pretty darn safe. Um, the problem with chicken is, is that if you overcook it, if you take white meat in particular, um, up to 170 or so, you are eating cardboard. <laughs> now, dark, dark meat can handle it. Dark meat actually likes about 170. Um, but if, if you're cooking a whole bird or, or a, uh, um, uh, a spatchcock or a butterfly bird, um, go, go for 160 in the breast or around 170 in the legs. And I recommend that you, that you break the bird down into parts. That way you can temp each, every part because there's hot spots on your grill. And this way you can get them off at exactly the right temperature where they're safe and juicy if you do a whole bird or any kind of whole animal whether it's a whole hog or a whole lamb you're making compromises you're overcooking some muscles and undercooking other muscles um even if you spatchcock you're going to run the risk of over or under so break it down into parts cook the dark meat separate from the white meat and if you like put, cook the wings separately because they cook fast so keep that digital thermometer handy. Nothing. I mean, how many times have you stood at the head of the table and served a beautiful USDA prime steak and everybody cuts in and it's overcooked? <laughs> and you just got to make that, you know, you got to shift from the left foot to the right foot. And I um, uh, kind of got away from it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, no, you don't do that anymore when you use a digital thermometer. Medium rare steak is 130 to 135. No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, so digital thermometer, number one thing to get bad. You know, the, the first time I ever ran across Thermapens was on the Amazing Rib website. Because they had done a review on them way back when we mm -hmm. when we first opened the barbecue store in 07. Mm -hmm. and uh, that's and, what I was saying. And man, that 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 one tool has been a game changer in just the cooking world in general. For and a lot a, has a changed since then too. Oh, most definitely. I mean, the thermopen 
is about a hundred bucks. And mm -hmm. it is the Rolls Royce of digital thermometers. It gives you a precision temperature reading in, a, in, in about two seconds. And I need precision. And two seconds is fast. That dial thermometer that you've got in your junk drawer in the kitchen is just <laughs> that. It's junk. It takes 30 seconds or longer to give you anywhere close to a reading. It's a technology that was invented in the 1800s. Take that thing, bring it out to your driveway, and back over it with your car. <laughs> now, uh, at AmazingRibs.com, we actually hired an electrical engineer who had just retired. He was the head of electrical engineering for Exxon Mobil. And we bought him two fancy dancy gadgets that test how accurate the thermometer is and how long it takes to get an accurate reading. And we have him test thermometers. We have ratings and reviews of over 200 thermometers. So dial that in when you go shopping and you can get the ratings and reviews and stuff you see in the store, or you can order it online. But doggone it, the digital thermometer industry has changed. And there's a, we mentioned Therapen. Meet it, meet it. I hate to interrupt this because we're going to bring you right back on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. Dave's for Dan Hathaway. We have on the line today a Hall of Fame barbecuer along with an author and barbecue judge. You want to check out his book. We talked about it earlier. It's Meathead, The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling. Uh, Meathead, I had to cut you off at the last segment. Talk, sorry about that because <laughs> you're so shy. You rarely talk. Um, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but go ahead and finish up about thermometers because you're well, saying was, some great things. I was going to say... We were talking about the Therapen, which is the top of the line, the Rolls Royce. It's a hundred bucks, but there's a whole bunch of new ones that have come on the market that are down under thirty bucks, maybe even a few under twenty bucks, that are really good and they read in less than five seconds. Wow. So you don't have to spend a hundred bucks. I think I spent. Uh, I got mine over at Dan's store. Yeah, you bought a Thermopop. It's the same Thermopop, the same company okay. that makes the Thermopen, and it, it was nineteen ninety nine. I think uh, they're twenty nine. But oh, was it twenty nine? Yeah. But I love it. I yeah. mean, I'm gonna more than get my money's worth out of it. Now, uh, now, 
Meathead, you know, we're, we're honored because I, I think, is he our first Hall of Famer that we've had on oh, the no, show? We, oh, great, Scott. Yeah, no, you, no, we've you had, had more. We've had, we've had a couple. Ah, never mind, Meathead. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> well, there are only 25 living members of the Hall of Fame. That's There's right. another 10 or 15 who are no longer with us, but... Uh, there, there's only about 25 of us out there, so it, it, you know it's pretty rarefied honor. Well, here's the thing, and we, we're honored to have a Hall of Famer on here, and I have to ask you something that's kind of high tech when it comes to barbecue, but it's on your it's on your website, amazingribs.com. Talk about grilled cheese. Ha 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 ha! Oh, you have hit a favorite topic. I like. love grill. I'm addicted to grilled cheese. Everybody who listens knows I'm addicted. And and, and d- d- don't go too far into it because we got other topics. But give us about a one minute version of well, what what you do for a grilled cheese. Has everybody noticed that nobody grills cheese? That's what I you saw on your website. In, you do it in a frying pan. And it's delicious. I love that crust that you get in a frying pan, you know, and you could use duck fat in there if you want to really take it up a notch. And then there's the argument about whether you use butter or mayonnaise, but try it on the grill. Now, you got to stand there and watch it carefully um, (laughs) to make sure it doesn't burn. But um, a a little bit of grill flavor, that smoke flake really takes it up a notch. You'll get some grill marks from the metal grates. Um, but, uh, and I like to put a little slice of tomato on there and I don't know if that's, uh, wow. I, I have to have tomato on it. Yep. I like it too. Yeah. I don't know if that's technically takes me out of the world of grilled cheese, <laughs> but I do like this, especially in August when the tomatoes are fresh. Oh my, my wife's a master gardener and she's, she got tomatoes out back that just, you know, I can go out there and just eat them off the vine. And so on a grilled cheese sandwich. Well, uh, Meathead, they were going to the induct you into the grilled cheese hall of fame until they heard about the <laughs> tomato part. And then they're like, well, you know, they, there's actually an association that runs grilled cheese comp- competitions and i gotta find out how to get to be a judge for that send me that i will be there i will be there so dan was talking about he did a competition this past weekend and he felt like dan you go ahead talk about the salt part that uh, of the competition okay so during the break we were just talking about this weekend i cooked a contest and i thought everything that came off the cooker that was just the tenderness was there the appearance was there everything was good but it lacked a lot of flavor and i think that adding a little bit of salt to my you know, my, my boxes before I get, get them turned into the judges would have been beneficial. And Meathead and I started talking about the importance of salt. And so I kind of wanted to get an idea of what his thoughts were on adding salt to barbecue once it's been cooked. Well, salt is a magic rock. Salt is unlike any other herb and spice in your spice rack. Salt is two little tiny atoms, sodium and chloride and ACL. <laughs> And when they get wet, they get an electrical charge and they can actually travel deep into meat. Now, sugar, paprika, pepper, garlic, onion, none of those can go past the surface. Um, I know people don't believe me on this, but all you got to do is just sprinkle every herb and spice in your spice rack on a turkey breast or a pork loin cook it up, and then take a core sample from the center, and you won't taste any of it. 
It can't go more than a sixteenth or an eighth, eighth of an inch past the surface, past the little tiny cracks and crevices in the surface. But salt can go all the way to the center, and it does something cool down there. It alters the shape of the proteins. It's called denaturing the proteins, and it changes them so that they can actually hold on to more moisture. The other thing that salt does that's magical is it amplifies flavor without altering it. Garlic will alter the flavor. Sugar will alter the flavor. But salt doesn't alter the flavor. It just turns it up to 11 and amplifies the flavor. So salt is essential in cooking. And if you ever watch the cooking contests on TV, they always, you know, they're always talking, well, I think you under seasoned it. Mm. They're talking about salt when they're talking about seasoning. And the trick is, is to salt the meat before you cook. So the salt has time to penetrate. And so I like to separate the salt from all the other spices when I make a rub. I keep the salt and apply it separately because it penetrates. The other stuff sits on the surface. Now, you can, if you buy commercial rubs that have salt in them, just get them on the meat early so that the salt has a chance to do its magic. And it will really improve moisture and flavor significantly. You can salt at the end, but it will be primarily on the surface. Now, on a, a, a slab of ribs, which is thin, that's no big deal. Or a skirt steak, no big deal. But if you've got a two-inch thick ribeye, it's not going to get all the way to the center. So get that salt on there early. I have two, I have two questions on the salt thing, Meathead. Now, when you say it amplifies the flavor... Will it amplify the whole flavor or does it amplify the most dominant flavor on that meat? Ah, well, it's going to amplify the meat flavor because okay. it's going down into the center of the meat. So it's going to amplify protein and fat primarily. Okay. Um, and, 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 and it's going to just crank it up a notch. You know, it's going to make it a stronger flavor, more intense, more flavorful. Um, and the other thing we didn't talk about is the dosage. Um, you want to try to standardize on one salt. Um, all of our recipes use Morton's coarse kosher salt, not because they paid us. In fact, <laughs> I wouldn't, mind, wouldn't mind if they did, but <laughs> they don't. But it's just a standard salt that we use on all our recipes. And, and that's because it you know, doesn't have any additives and it's really easy to grab with your fingers and sprinkle it because it's a little larger than other salts. And this is a really important thing. If a recipe calls for a half a teaspoon of salt, you really need to know what kind. Table salt is little tiny grains. Um, kosher, Morton's kosher salt is a larger grain. Many sea salts are very large grains. Think of a garbage can full of tennis balls and a garbage can full of basketballs. There's a lot more air in the garbage can filled with basketballs than tennis balls. So the salinity of tiny grained table salt is double the salinity of Morton's kosher salt. So you need to know that if you're using kosher salt, the recipe calls for table salt. You have to adjust. Well, you just answered my second question without <laughs> me having to ask it. Thank you, Meathead. <laughs> and by the way, I have a, I have a calculator on amazingribs.com where you enter the, the, the quantity and the type and it calculates for you. So if you happen to have diamond crystal kosher salt that's my it'll do the math for you it'll do the math for you well we've been talking with meathead goldwin and 
Meathead, I have to tell you something. You're one of our favorite guests because you're both entertaining, but you are so informative. Anybody who's been listening to these two segments, it's like it's like going to a barbecue class, isn't it, Dan? Oh, it, it's, it's awesome. It is so awesome. <laughs> and and Dan, we were talking about uh, your book earlier about what a great book you have out. It's called Meathead, The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling. And of course, you've been telling us the science, especially with the salt. That There's more things that I've learned that, that I had never heard before. Um, and of course, um, their website you want to check out is AmazingRibs.com. You can also get the book at the barbecue store. Um, man, th- thank you so much, uh, Meathead. Have a great Father's Day, and we'll be right back on Barbecue Radio Nation. Take care, everyone. Thank you so Thanks, much, man. Had- really appreciate hey, that it. That was fun. That yeah. was fun. That was fun. Good stuff. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just pop some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Dan and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Shout out goes to one of our wonderful sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits wood-burning barbecue pits. They've got commercial and now residential smokers for your backyard. Also, a shout-out goes to one of our wonderful radio stations that covers Barbecue Radio Nation. That's River Country 96.7 KOKRFM, home of the Newport Greyhounds in Newport, Arkansas. And check them out at rivercountry967.com. Again, River Country 96.7 in Newport, Arkansas. Now, our product spotlight of the week from the Kansas City Barbecue Store, which you can, of course, get at the KansasCityBBQStore.com, is, again, a Father's Day gift idea. I'm not a dad. Uh, I'm a cat dad. So that's that's official, right? Anybody? We've heard that. <laughs> I have twins, too. Uh, <laughs> so they would probably like for me to get this because they'd like me to cut off some steak, but... My my steak knives, I, I was having steaks over last weekend, and I was looking at them, and I'm going, man, these steak knives are getting old. And this is a company, it's called Victorinox Gaucho Four-Piece Steak Knife Set, only $39.99, which is a really good price for a set of four steak knives. Dan, talk about those. So, you know, when we first, when I was looking at adding some new products to the store, my Victorinox rep was, you know, her, she's awesome. Her name's Robin. She's great. Hi, great. Robin. Hey, Robin. And uh, she was like... Do you not have any of 
any good sets of steak knives here? And it's like, no, not really. That's a good Be- just because, you know, we don't, I don't get a lot of people asking for them. You know, it's right. always about, can I get a giant 14 inch <laughs> roast slicer and that sort of thing? She goes, you, you really need to try these, these gaucho steak knives out. I said, well, what makes them so special? She said, well, they're not serrated. So they don't have the little oh. serrated edge on them. So it's a smooth cut. So it just, if you, if you're a steak aficionado, and you want a nice smooth cut with your steak knives and you want something that feels good in your hand and you can get that nice precision cut, these are the knives for you. And they're they're awesome. That's interesting because I've got the old-fashioned steak the old-fashioned knife. old-fashioned one. You sit there and saw, saw them, you know? at it. And then your kids use them to cut apples on the counter and, and do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and they get destroyed. But no, these... These are amazing steak knives, and we sell the heck out of them. I was so I was blown away. Well, it's probably one of those items that if you're in your store or any store where it's all about where you display them, and then all of a sudden you look at it and you go, "Oh, I need that. I didn't yeah. know I needed that, but now I know yeah. I need that." It's the chapstick by the gum, you know, <laughs> the impulse buy. So check it out. It's the Victorinox Gaucho four piece steak knife set. Only thirty nine ninety nine will last you a very long time. And you can get it at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. That's the Kansas City BBQ store.com. So Dan, I you know, I'm watching more and more barbecue shows on TV and everything yeah. because of us. And I'm watching one of the people and they were talking about direct heat versus indirect heat. And I've never gotten to that high level because I to me this is kind of high level barbecuing when you're talking about direct heat and indirect heat. But um and, and um, Meathead just mentioned that too. Mm-hmm. He was talking about that, you know, if, if you need to move it over to indirect heat to kind of slow things down. Right. But talk about the difference between the two. So you you say that it's a high level, a different a different level of barbecue for you, but when you break it down, it is the it is the essential ground level thing of barbecue, whether you're cooking in an offset cooker or you're cooking in a direct pit style cooker. And that's really the only two the only two ways to cook barbecue. Even in a pellet cooker, it's really an indirect fire because you're you have a a, a heat shield over the top. Okay. So really, there are different there are different methods. There are different uh, there are different uses for these different styles of of cooking. And you know the big one is we'll we'll start out with uh, an indirect fire, which is what most people learn how to cook barbecue on initially. Um, when they really kind of get the bug and they they start taking their Weber kettles or their Weber Smoky Mountains or or their you know different offset style cookers and they're putting the the fire and the in the smoke on one side and making it travel through the chamber and kind of give it that little kiss of smoke as it as it travels through the chamber and goes out the out the stack. So what that does that creates a lot of air movement in there, and there's disadvantages and there's advantages to it. So the advantage of it is that. You're, you're able to achieve slower cooking temperatures, which helps break the meat down to give you the, the proper tenderness right. and the texture you're looking for, as well as color. Um, and then it, it actually allows you to, if you wanted to cook at a hotter temperature, it allows you to do that without risking burning what you're cooking uh, as you would if you were cooking directly over the fire. Now, disadvantages, it's going to take longer to finish your food. So if you you're in a hurry, you know maybe cooking a uh, you know a whole chicken on an offset cooker isn't exactly the way you need to cook. So advantages of direct cooking is that you're you're developing different flavors. So it would be like the difference between a smoked hamburger and a grilled hamburger. With the smoked hamburger, you get all the you get all the benefits of the cooking temperatures and everything else along with the smoke flavor. But with that with a grilled hamburger, 
What's the one thing that you want on a grilled hamburger, Dave? Cheese. Okay. Besides cheese, how about how about grill marks? Oh yeah, because grill marks. Grill marks. I don't care what anybody says. Grill marks have a very specific flavor that you can only get when you're cooking directly over the fire. True. It is very true, and 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 you know, a, a smoked piece of chicken is completely different when you have a little bit of char to it. Well, it was funny too because our, our previous guest, Meathead Golwin, talked about I had to, I had I saw on his website grilled cheese, and uh-huh. you know me, I'm obsessed with grilled cheese. We know, and we know. Uh, so, is, so is my therapist, <laughs> and but he talked about getting grill marks on a grilled cheese, and I went, oh, oh man, and there's not, you know. I, I almost chimed in when you guys were talking about your little grilled cheese thing. Yes. And there is nothing better than getting like a, a good loaf of Italian bread, cutting it in half and putting garlic butter on it and just sticking it on the grill. I mean, there, that, that's something pretty special. I right love there. garlic and it's bread. It's so simple. I love garlic bread. It goes back to the direct heat thing. You cannot, you can't do that without direct heat. So this past weekend you did a, uh, a, Two weekends ago, I get confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did a contest up in Marysville, Kansas, Marysville, right? Marysville, Kansas, Which, yeah. By the way, I have performed at the country club there. Now I'm just bragging. <laughs> but uh, so so when you're doing, you've got four different meats. How much of that, of the four different meats, is direct and how much of that is indirect? So on my particular cooker, I use an old um, offset trailer smoker. It's mm-hmm. an old Horizon offset trailer smoker. It's it's what you would typically see at a, at a barbecue contest. Okay. Uh, when I cook everything indirect because oh, okay. I want I want to get there's a certain flavor you get and a certain texture you get when you cook indirect for a certain amount of time and like Meathead said it's all about time and temperature mm-hmm. and there's there's different variables that that play into that now I was cooking right across the uh, the aisle from Brad Leiniger from Getting Basted who is you know is has always been a, a direct fire. Uh, trash can cooker okay or or a, a gate we'll call it a gateway drum cooker right that's that's really what it is and those guys are cooking on a, a device it's basically a 55 gallon drum that you have a, about 18 inches of space between the top of the firebox and the bottom of the the cook grate and so they're cooking things much much faster than i am and they're cooking much hotter than i am so i'm cooking around 275 degrees they're cooking in the 325 to 375 range on a, for any given meat. And that just speeds up your cook process. But then on the back end of it, you have to learn how to hold your food once it gets done, because you can't just pull something off a direct fire and then go to slice it. It needs time to rest and relax. Cause if you don't get that rest, you know, in relaxation in, in the camber or in the cooler, once it comes off the cooker, it tends to be a little bit tight. So it needs to relax. So you're able to serve it. Well, we've talked about this before, and there's a kind of a difference between weekday cooking when you've worked all day long and you need to feed the family, sure. and then weekend cooking when you've got more time. So I would assume during the week, probably more direct, weekends maybe more indirect. Yeah, you could say that. And it's just a general thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to sound barbecue smart. Is that happening? You're getting there. Nah, not yeah. at all. And the wheels are turning, but... <laughs> <laughs> the wheels are turning, but the but the cart ain't moving. <laughs> There's something wrong with that. No, no. But, you know, in the last couple of years, direct fire cooking has become so popular. If you go to any barbecue contest around the country, there will be 55-gallon drums in a lot of people's spots. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for all that. And 
We also want to thank our Hall of Fame barbecuers. So excited to have him on the show, Meathead Goldwyn. Check out his book, Meathead, The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling, which you can get at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. And he was such a wonderful That was just a clinic, an absolute clinic. Also, our Ask Dr. Dan segment, sponsored by our June Barbecue Sauce of the Month, which is Urban Q Smokehouse Blues. Don't forget their rubs for the perfect combo, and you can get them at UrbanQSmokehouse.com. That's UrbanQSmokehouse.com. We haven't talked about what are we doing next week? Anybody? Anybody? Probably talking barbecue. We might talk a little barbecue. We might talk a little barbecue. (laughs) We're so organized. We are so organized. (laughs) So be sure to tune in next week. Also, if you've got any questions for us, just hit us up at Dave and Dan at BarbecueRadioNation.com and like us on Facebook. For producer T-Bone and Dan Hathaway, I am Dave Kais. Thanks for tuning in and Happy barbecuing! You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667.